and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, what a phenomenal Sunday. Well, for one of, I, I don't know. It wasn't like I was conflicted. Listen, I'm happy that Sunday's back, but also I remind, I'm reminded that I'm also a Jets fan. So maybe I'm not as happy as I should be. But as far as the rest of the games, it was great. A lot of them were great. A big congratulations to anybody that owns Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, Adam Thielen, Debo Samuel. You probably won your matchups. Probably. Commiserations, however, to anybody that owned Brandon Ayuk, anybody that owned Aaron Jones, anybody that owned any of the Green Bay Packers. You were just as confused as I was. And we'll talk about it here. That's the great part of coming on this program is that it's therapeutic after a shitty Sunday. But to be honest, to be honest, though, Adam, I had a very good weekend for fantasy. I know a lot of people were not uh, particularly thrilled with how this weekend went. I had a very good weekend, a very, very good weekend on the fantasy turf. Um, I know that our co-owned team won. Our co-owned team won. Yes, I don't know how. Minor miracle that our co-owned team did pull through. Logan Paulson fan club is one or no. And if you well, want to, unless uh, Mark Andrews gets fit, scores fifty points on mon- on Monday. True. Let's hope that Mark Andrews does not score fifty. I, I only need him to score twenty. Um, of course, if you are asking yourself, what the hell are you talking about? What is this co-owned team? Adam and I have a fantasy team that we manage together. And if you want to go check out that series, it is all over the podcast platform. I, I, I called it the dynamic duo. It's a little quirky. It's a little silly, but just bear with me. It's so obvious to find. Go, go, just go listen. Dynamic to it. it's, duo. It, 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 it's, it's the most quirky name of all time. It, well, it, not quirky. It's corny because it's corny. Ba- Batman yeah. And Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Corny. That's I, 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 definitely a better way of putting it. A quirky um, team would be like the, the terrific twosome or something like that. The terrific twosome. That's that's fantastic, Adam. That's that that's fantastic. You get you should get you should get yourself a bonus for that one. But that, um, that would be a quirky name. But you should get yourself a bonus for that one. That, that was very good. Very good stuff. I get paid um, in bird bucks. The bird bucks, absolutely. It's the only thing I can afford to pay you on. And I for, I think there was there's something else that I want that I wanted to say and and you know, we, I just got carried away into some long-winded dripper drab. So, well, uh, yeah. We're talking about how the you can listen to the co to our co-own podcast, the podcast about our co-own league. Oh, right! It's it's fantastic. It's it's really great stuff. And and somehow Adam and I did. Oh, I know where I was where I was going. Thank you, Adam. And Adam and I did somehow manage to win. So, Air Five, we're off the Schneid. Let's go. We're off the Schneid. One and zero. Despite the Tennessee Titans all shitting the bed. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Um, then outside of that, I have one matchup where I need 20 points from Tyson Williams and Mark Andrews. And he has nobody left. So I am hoping I'll be okay there. But week one, Monday night, has there have been some horror shows in this league in the past with me and, and Monday night football. So I'm like, I'm cautiously optimistic here. I had, and then I had two teams 
in three matchups. There's one league that I'm in where I do two opponents a week, but it's the same team and everything. So you're just basically you're you're pitting up a team against the same opponent. It's a different opponent, excuse me. And then we had our league, the non-co-own. Yes. Where I had both of those teams put up 190 plus points. Yeah, well, because you had all you had most of the important players from the Thursday night matchup, mm-hmm. and the Thursday night matchup was a gun show. Uh, big shout out to Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Amari Cooper for that one. But I did not have anybody for this other team. I did not have anybody that was on Thursday. I did not. I did not have any Thursday. I actually, actually, I had Antonio Brown who was on my bench. So if I had started AB, I would have been over 200 points. You know, in the in a non-Cohen league, I was a victim of circumstance. You got smoked. Yeah, I was the victim of circumstance. I started Brandon Ayuk, which is not fun. Um, when, I, when I could have just started Jalen Rieger. If I had known that they were late for curfew, just make him inactive, Kyle Shanahan. What are you doing? Well, he did it with Trey Sermon. Just make him inactive. They did it with Trey Sermon. I and then I could have just started Jalen Rieger, who did really well. He did. We'll talk about. He did. <laughs> um, uh, Corlin Sutton didn't do great for me either. No, so but his ma- his matchup was terrible. Yeah, but other than that, like it was pretty solid. I mean, Jason Myers. What are you gonna expect? The Seahawks, the Seahawks really had their way with the Colts. Yeah. But it was basically those two. I mean, James Robinson didn't do well either because the Jacksonville Jaguars like got got smoked by Terod Taylor. What the fuck happened there? I know. I'm shocked you know, that Urban Meyer wasn't fired in like the third quarter. You know, I'm kind of interested. Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about this game first. I was going to talk about another game first, but I want to. Wow, well, we didn't even talk about the Thursday game first. We're just we're just starting off. We're breaking tradition here. Okay, fine. We can talk about the Thursday game. Oh, we'll I, talk about the, we'll talk about the Thursday game. Then we'll talk about this game first. I yeah, because I'm just so fascinated by this Jacksonville Houston game. And then don't forget at the don't forget at the end we still have to preview Monday Night Football. We do between the Raiders and the Ravens. The Raiders and the Ravens. All right, so Thursday. Yeah. It's funny because we usually review Thursday. Like last year, last year we reviewed Thursday on Friday. So that's why I just went straight into Sunday. So Right, right. You're not used to it. You're not used to it. But anyway, this Thursday night game was great. It was really good. Yeah, People saying that it was the best game they've ever seen. I don't believe that. I still think the Chiefs-Rams Monday Night Football was probably one of the best games we've ever seen. Second to Jets Patriots 2015. It was the most enjoyable game I've ever seen. Like I couldn't, I couldn't turn the TV off. I was that enthused. I was that engaged with it. And I was on my deathbed Thursday night, Thursday night. I was, I was down for the count and I'm not down for the count now, by the way. I should I should preface this that I am I am fine. I am completely, completely fine. But Thursday, I was down for the count. Meanwhile, I still was 
cheering and screaming for the Cowboys. And I got to say, I fell for the trap again. I really thought we that we had it, but Tom, Tom had too much time. He had you too left much too much time. time on the clock. And of, co- and of course, the referees wanting to help Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because there was no way in hell the NFL was letting Tom Brady lose that game. Come on now, silly heads. You think that they're going to call a penalty on the Buccaneers? Are you out of your mind? Yeah, no. They were going to uh, do everything in their power to make sure Tom Brady won that game. Because guess what? If there's anything, anything that Roger Goodell hates more than Tom Brady or anything involving the New England Patriots of old, it's everything that has to do with Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, see, now you know. Now, well, you've seen the light. I thought the same thing. Well, it's every Tom Brady game that he get that they get beneficial calls. I, I honestly, I've, I've watched that playback about twenty times. I don't know how it's not pass interference. It's pretty blatant. Yeah, you have some is. like, you know, amateurs, Zapruder film people who are like, "Oh no, he didn't actually extend his arm." I was like, "What the fuck? Did, how then? How did he push him off if he didn't extend his arm?" There's full extension. You could see it. Yeah, you could flat out see it. Anybody who anybody who says otherwise is blind. It was, it was not good. It was blatant. It was blatant foul. Should have been called. Referees were in too big of a spot, and in a matchup where they had been calling things pretty much by the book all night, that one they didn't call. When did uh, when did NFL refs be replaced by NHL refs? Where they're like question. Where it's was like, that, oh, we're, was that we're Wes McCauley out there? I, I have no idea. Was it Tim Peel? It might actually, actually, it might have been Tim Peel. It might have been Tim Peel. It's like, <laughs> was it Kerry Frazier? It might have, been. It, might have been. Could have been. It's like the whole thing is like, oh, we're not going to influence the game, but you're actually influencing in the game. You're actually influencing the game by not calling penalties when they're when they're committed. Uh, yes. Yeah. Precisely. You're going to say that you, that you're not going to influence the game by not calling a penalty, but you actually are influencing the game by not calling a penalty. So there you go. The Cowboys and the timely penalty slash non penalty when it matters most tale as old as time. Yes. Well, Tom Brady getting bailed up by officiating a tale as old as time and or defense a tale as old as time. Correct. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was a pretty solid game. Just looking at it, I mean, Dak looks back to his old self. He had a phenomenal game. Yeah. But uh, he threw the ball a lot. And he got 400 yards, three touchdowns. Really, really, really good game. One thing that was kind of worrying, I didn't watch a ton of this because I was working, but just looking at the stat lines, the running game just was not just didn't seem like it was there for uh, either team. If I yes, may, Bird. this is this is actually the thing I, I was going to talk about with this game 
is Ezekiel Elliott. And I, I just want to, pre- I want to say this to everybody right now. Do not go and sell Ezekiel Elliott for more, for less than market price. Do not do it. Yes. I will be sending trade offers to every Ezekiel Elliott owner in my leagues this week. There is no doubt about it, but do not, do not go and sell Zeke for less than what he's worth because Zeke will be fine. Zeke will be 100% fine, folks. Fire him up next week against the Chargers like you normally would, and Ezekiel Elliott will be fine. Just a just a down week. It happens. Uh, the Cowboys had said that uh, the Bucks were giving them a lot of opportunities in the past game. That's what they ended up going to, and it just impacted Zeke. But it was not like Zeke was not on the field. Zeke was on the on the, on the field for about eighty two percent of the total offensive snaps, which is a lot. So I would not be too concerned with Ezekiel Elliott and his usage because of what the game plan was. The game plan was to throw the ball and not run the ball. And I would probably expect that's going to be kind of the blueprint for how teams want to go and attack the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that secondary is a mess. That secondary is a flat out mess. Yeah, that's what it looked like from just what I saw. Well, now, now we know. Now we know what the deal is. If you have a running back that's going against Tampa Bay that doesn't have an elite offensive line, because let's face it, the Cowboys, the Cowboys' offensive line was good, if not, if not okay, against uh, against Tampa Bay without without Zach Martin, of course, being huge, and now they could be without Lyle Collins going forward. So it's just kind of like, ugh, you know, one body shot after another for. For this offensive line, will we ever see the Cowboys offensive line lined up together? I don't know. I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the next episode of Cowboy Mania to find out. Yeah, right. But um, the receivers had quite the day with Mark Cooper and Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. They both looked terrific. Um, Mike Evans as well did not have a game. But Trayvon Diggs was on him, and Trayvon Diggs had himself an unbelievable coming out party. He looked fantastic, and I think he might be the shadow guy for Dallas going forward. And and, and you know what? I also got to say one more thing before we uh, before we move on because we're going to try and keep this as tight as possible today. Um, fair play to Dan Quinn and his defensive staff because the defense looked good Four turnovers and they looked real good, real, real, real good. So fair play to him for that. Okay. So. All right. Now we, now we can go to, uh, to, to the game you want to go to. Okay. So let's move on to the. Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Christ, Christ, Christ. So we're going to basically be doing one thing per team. So let's start off with Jacksonville. Oh, boy. Is this a 
bad sign for is this an omen terrible terrible i mean what the hell was that i mean are are are, are they serious it's not great no oh no urban urban buyer should have been fired and 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 you know what Fair play to Houston. Maybe Houston is better than we think that they are because we've well, Terod seen Taylor is competent. Yes, we have seen we have seen Terod in the past do this, where he has starting jobs and takes these starting jobs and makes them his own, where there are no problems at the quarterback position. Brandon Cooks had a great day. The three running backs had great days. All scored. Ingram, Lindsey, David Johnson, they all found the end zone. So are, are, we, are we really surprised? We have a Danny he, Amendola sighting. Yeah, Danny Amendola scoring as well. He he scored in this in this game as well. Are we surprised that Tyrod Taylor had himself a great game to the point now where we're saying, oh, maybe the Texans have something in quarterback for the foresee for the, at least the foreseeable future. With Tyrod, no, I'm not surprised. He's done this before. He has done this before. But it's just kind of like now, you know, am, am I rushing to go if there's if there's Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Danny Amendola, am I rushing to go pick them up off of my waivers? No, no, I'm not. Because I, I still want no part of this, this Texans team. I still would say, oh, I, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this. If you have the Cleveland Browns defense and you were stashing them for next week, I still think they're a solid enough start. But it's a Tyrod Taylor revenge game. It's true. It is a Tyrod Taylor revenge game. Yeah. So just be, or a Tyrod Taylor revenge game. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Dude. Uh, just be mindful of uh, of of that. But uh, Houston, Houston looked good, and Jacksonville. I mean. Adam, if you you want to take the Jacksonville one because I well, I, I just think... want to say this. I want to say yes. this one thing, one thing, and then yours. DJ Chark had twelve targets in this game and only had three receptions. It's a bit. It's a bit of a weird. It almost sounds like a typo. Like it looks like a typo. Adam, you know it's so funny. Yes, is I was looking on the CBS app where I have one of my leagues, and I saw that. And I said three of twelve. I'm like, huh? Three of twelve? I thought I thought it was a typo. I thought it was a typo. And I had to look at ESPN. And I'm just like, I need to confirm this. And it was confirmed. Three of twelve. Not 12 great. Twelve targets and only caught three. Well, we don't know what all the targets look like, but I mean, it's just looking at it. You know, you, you want to talk about sticker shock. That is sticker shock. Three of 12. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I, but, did, st- I did start DJ Chark yesterday. I did start him. So when I saw that, I was sitting there. I'm saying to myself, fuck, I could have had more. I'm worried about Jacksonville. Like everybody is. Because, I mean, listen, I don't think any Which part. A lot of things. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to turn it around. I would, th- I would think. 
Yeah, like he still yeah, threw three good touchdowns. Um, he still threw for 300 yards um, just because Jacksonville was down for the entire game. Uh, the running backs scare me because I don't fucking know. He's Carlos Hyde, led the team in carries and yards. James Robinson just didn't do shit. Like he, mm-hmm. he had more yards per carry than Carlos Hyde by 0.1 yard, but but James Robinson only got five carries as opposed to Carl Sides nine. So, I mean, what does that mean going forward? Well, I, I would also, I would also say that James Robinson had six targets in the game as well. So if James Robinson has six receptions, his line maybe looks a little bit different and yeah. people are saying, Oh, okay. You know, at least he's, at least he's a, uh, at least he's a PPR God. Yeah. But he only had three catches and, but he only had three. Uh, right. And Carlos Hyde had uh, two catches. But I, I don't know if Jacksonville is to be trusted here. No. I just, no, I wanna, no, no. I just no. want to see how Urban Meyer takes this loss. Because I'm sure he's going to be – he's sulking in a corner as we speak. Because that's just the Urban Meyer way. That is the Urban Meyer way. That most certainly is. You lose a lot more often in the, in the NFL than in college. So he's going to have to get used to it. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And this is uh, this is about as bad as bad gets. But uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, Trevor Lawrence throwing three picks as well. That was uh, a big yikes for anybody that started him. I know there are a few people who started uh, Trevor Lawrence, and and I know um, something else also that I want. I would just want to touch on very quickly before we go to the next game. Uh, there was some lineup issues within ESPN servers yesterday as there normally are week one. Um, I know there was a point during the games yesterday where Trevor Lawrence was in my lineup and I did not start Trevor Lawrence. I actually started Ryan Tannehill. Um, Probably should have started Trevor Lawrence, but digress anyway. And um, so just want to point that out there. So if anybody is, um, Anybody is curious about, uh, you know, what their lineups look like if they actually have the lineups that they put in, um, I would recommend you go look. I would yeah. highly recommend you go look right now. I, I texted you yesterday. I was like, hey, Bird, did we did you just start? Because we started off with Corey Davis in a flex spot. Yeah. And at about halftime of the Jet game, DeAndre Swift was in our flex spot. Yeah. I was like, Bird, did you switch mid-game? And you were just like, no, ESPN's being weird. I was like, okay. Yeah, it that happened in more than one spot for me. In more than one, in more than one spot. At the time, I would have been like, fine, sure. Because it didn't seem like Corey Davis was doing anything. Until. So like, until. Until Corey Davis decided to be Corey Davis. And so Corey the Davis. Best receiver in the National Football League. It, it was it was fun, but we're not talking about that game. Um, the probably the biggest game storyline wise, after the fact of the one o'clock time slot, is the Cardinals and the Titans. I mean, where do you want to start? Let's start with the positives. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Good idea. Kyler Murray. The positives: the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, five total touchdowns. He had a phenomenal day. DeAndre Hopkins with two scores. Oh, the, the first one. 
that first HUD. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mid-season form. Mint. Mint. He is in mid-season form. Christian that, Kirk even had two touchdowns. That catch right there, ladies and gentlemen, the first touch, the the one touchdown for uh, for Hopkins, the first one. That's that. That is why you draft DeAndre Hopkins, right there. Yep, and so we we have that, but we also saw the pitfalls of having a rushing quarterback. James Conner and Chase Edmonds both had pretty solid rushing days, but you know who got the rushing touchdown? Atlanta, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. But yeah, that's that's kind of it. Let's move on to the big the the. This is it. This is the actual story. Is yeah, the there's not really much to go and talk about with the Cardinals here. All good things for the Cardinals. All shit for the, all shit for the Titans. I mean, yeah. oh my God. Maybe Arthur Smith was a bit more important, was more important than we thought. Possibly. These Titans look like the 2017 Titans. Uh, we have some breaking news on this podcast, and it is not good. I have a bad feeling about this. What happened to Mackay Becton? It is not Mackay Becton. Uh, Lions cornerback Jeff Okuda ruptured his Achilles yesterday and is out for the season. Oh. Yeah, two big corner injuries over the span of the last uh, 12 hours or so. We got word last night that it looked like Jason Barrett had tore his ACL corner for the San Francisco 49ers, and now a corner in, from that same game. Jeff Okuda looks like he ruptured his Achilles. Still awaiting word on Mekhi Becton. Yeah, well, I think they said that uh, Mekhi Becton might have uh, sprained his MCL. Yes. Which, which would be a lot, a lot better than the than the alternative. Agreed. As far as Agreed. knee injuries are concerned. I mean, that is too big of a ban to be laying out on a field like he was, I have to say. But, well, okay, Tennessee. Tennessee, we need to talk about Tennessee in a very, very, very large way. Yes. So Tennessee, look like I said, they look like the 2017 Titans where they were shit and they couldn't get anything going on offense when they had Marcus Mariota at quarterback. And Derrick Henry looked like a shell of the Heisman Trophy winner that was at Alabama. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, nothing was going well for Tennessee. Nope. Nope. Nothing went remotely well. I mean, Ryan Tannehill was the only one that had like a like a, a commendable game. I would say AJ Brown did as well, scoring. It's true. Four for forty nine and a touchdown, I believe was um, that was, was his, his line, was, yes. was his line off of the top of my head. Um, problem was, I, I think Tannehill Tannehill got sacked five times at least by one guy. I believe I believe his number was seven. He was sacked seven times in the game, five of them by Chandler Jones. It was six. Six. Excuse me. Six. Five. Yeah, that's right. I he thought you were sacked. just. Jo- I thought you were joking, but no, no, it's five. Oh, he was sacked five times by Chandler Jones. Taylor Lewan got taken to the cleaners. To the well, fucking cleaners. So much so that he talked about it, like he apologized on Twitter. Oh, I would have. I would have. Is that? 
That that that's that's not like Chaz Green, who who people are saying, you know, who the fuck is Chaz Green? Chaz Green is a backup for a reason. No, Tail Lewan is an all pro tackle. He's widely yeah. regarded as one of the best left tackles in football. And he got taken to the fucking cleaners. In his defense, he was com- he's coming off an ACL tear. And he got taken to the fucking cleaners. Maybe, maybe his first game back should not have been against Chandler Jones. No. Because that was, oh my good lord, was that something. Yeah, it, wasn't, it was not good. It really was not good. No. No, it was not. I would say keep your Titans. You know, keep them all lined up, ready to go. I would say it gets better for them. They're going up to Seattle next week, and the Seattle defense is probably not what it should be. I know that everything looked good for Seattle against Indianapolis. We'll talk about them. But I would keep firing up your uh, your Titans because I would say that there, there are better days ahead. Just well, you might at- you might have to. I mean, if you you drafted Derrick Henry in the first round, you drafted Derrick Henry in the top five. What are you going to bench him? Come on. Fair. Fair. For Tannehill, maybe. Or and like AJ Brown, you're drafting him early as well. So like, you there, put too much of an investment into certain players. There will be better days ahead. I would say if there's anybody that's nervous about the Titans. Send them a trade offer this week. We will we will not be taking trade offers for Derrick Henry or Julio Jones. Julio Jones, I would accept a trade offer for. Derrick Henry, no chance. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna let's just talk about this jet game. Good. Let's rip the band-aid off. It's not even that bad. Like, I feel very ambivalent about this. Really? Really? Because Zach Wilson made some really good throws, even though he was on his ass for most of the game he or was. on his neck. Yeah, he was. That was the, the scariest thing that happened in that game. Wasn't Zach Wilson getting sacked six times. Him saying that his neck hurt in his post-game press conference was the, probably the scariest part of this game. Welcome. Welcome to the NFL, son. Saying that his neck was sore. Um. Zach Wilson looked good despite all that happened. Zach Wilson looked good. That touchdown, the first touchdown to Corey Davis was phenomenal. The yeah. scrambling yeah. run and the throw to Corey Davis was great. Yeah. And Corey, and Corey looked, he looked really good. Maybe the Jets shouldn't have cut Jameson or shouldn't. All the times that we said that the Jets should have cut Jameson Crowder, maybe we were wrong because I think he really missed Jameson Crowder, Zach Wilson did. Like he needed somebody else, another veteran presence. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That, I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, I agree. Because it was like, obvious. Your second, your number two receiver is Braxton Berrios. Come yeah. on now. Yep. No, it's a problem. And the running game just couldn't do anything. Could yeah. not do anything. Tevin, Cole, I mean Tevin Coleman. I don't even know why the fuck Tevin Coleman. Is. The only reason Tevin Coleman here is here is because he knows uh, Michael Lafleur. That's literally it. Yeah. Because he just couldn't do jack and or shit. Nope. No, the nine running carries, 
for 24 yards. Ty Johnson and Michael Carter didn't weren't great either. But I mean, well, they were in a position where they had to abandon the running the running game pretty because they were down by 16 at halftime. But that's the other thing. Here's the thing. Jake said this on Twitter. If you follow Jake on Twitter, the Jets White podcast account. I don't know if that's just Jake's. I haven't seen anything that Jake posted on Twitter. He must he must have blocked me. He must have blocked you because he was posting it from the Jets Way podcast account. He must have blocked me that. Yeah. So he was saying. You like, Jets fans, you're so silly. He was saying, no, I bl- I, get, I see where he's coming from. If this game was being coached by Adam Gaze, if that was Adam Gaze standing there with his stupid face and his stupid clipboard, the Jets would have been, would have lost 35 to nothing. Yeah, that's fair. Because Adam Gaze didn't know how to adjust, and you and jet Jets, and you Jets fans would be cursing his name. Yeah, as per usual. Yep. But the thing that encourages me about this heading into our home opener against New England is that the Jets adjusted. They held Carolina to only three points in the second half. They got two good touchdown drives. Um, the defense kept them in the game like I said before, and it made the stat lines look a bit better. I mean, they had it until the last drive. If Elijah Moore had caught that ball, then maybe we wouldn't be in that situation. And Elijah Moore is in the negatives for his career. We have more, the two of us combined have more receiving yards in our career than Elijah Moore. Yeah, we don't get paid. And we don't get paid. the NFL. No. And we have more receiving yards than Elijah Moore does. Who has negative who currently has one catch for negative three. Hey, we have we have three more receiving yards than Elijah Moore does. Nice. Um all right, now time to give you the Carolina Panthers perspective. Uh Sam Darnold was fine. He's competent. Short pass McGee. Well, I mean, just, uh, did you did you not look at the day that Christian McCaffrey had? I mean, I know. holy shit. Nine pass McGee. Nine receptions in his sleep. It was the quietest. Adam, it was the quietest 27 points I had ever seen in my life. It's because he somehow normally, didn't score. Normally, people would be going crazy. Over a twenty-seven, a twenty-seven piece in their lineup. When Christian McCaffrey does it, it's nothing, nothing. It's the quietest twenty-seven that nobody is going to talk about. It's because when it's because Christian McCaffrey, it, he Christian McCaffrey would do, we get twenty-seven points, and people would just be like, "Well, but he didn't score. He didn't score from either side." What? If people if people are saying that, people are dumb. People are dumb. But this is a great stat line for McCaffrey. Return to form for McCaffrey after being injured all basically all of last year. He did this last year. He did do this last year. And that one game that he came back, which was which honestly was kind of bullshit. Because I was playing him that year. Because it was that was the whole will he won't he thing. I don't yeah. know who they were playing, but um, you had a rule in our fantasy league where like the guy could retroactively put in McCaffrey if he ends up playing 
and I lost as it a result of that. It was against the Chiefs. It was against, it was against the, Chiefs. the Chiefs. Yeah. So I retroactively lost to, to Christian McCaffrey. You did. So there you go. That was not fun. But anyway. Um, uh, and then yeah. I, just, I just want to wrap, wrap, this, wrap this game quick. DJ Moore, great. Six for 80. Had a 14-yard rush in there as well. Good stuff for him. Uh, Robbie Anderson, only three targets. But one of his, but his only catch was a 57-yard touchdown from Sam Donald. Just what a shock. Go figure. Exactly. What a shock. Go fucking figure. Overall, it was just one of those. It was it was a weird game to just kind of take in. There really wasn't much that happened that made me go wow from a Carolina perspective. Uh, from the Jets, Corey Davis is the best receiver in the National Football League, so nothing should be really a surprise on that front to anybody. And um, onward, upward. Yep. All right, next game, Steelers-Bills. Looks oh, like you... this game was a car crash. Yeah. Well, you were right about Gabriel Davis, though. I, I normally am. It's it a good call. But uh, your other boy, Josh Allen, didn't look great. No, no. And no, he he kind of he kind of reminded me of the Josh Allen of old, which is not good. Honestly, Big Ben didn't look great either. Did did anybody in this game really look well? First of all, first of all, before we even go into talking about about the game, we talk about what happened before the game. Yes, Zach Moss surprise inactive. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you kidding? Wait, I thought you, didn't you text me that you weren't surprised? I was, was I, okay. I wasn't surprised because Devin Singletary has looked better all throughout, all throughout camp. That's just matter of fact. You said, was I surprised? Yeah. Because I thought Zach Moss was going to be the guy. Yes, I was stunned. I was stunned beyond belief. This was the week of surprise inactives. And we'll get, we'll get to some things. Oh, we will. There is a lot more to, uh, to talk about. But, more uh, in the 4 o'clock games, which is the worst. Because when you get surprise inactives in 4 o'clock, then it sucks. Absolutely sucks. Yeah. But... Um, I mean, who do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about Pittsburgh or you want to talk about Buffalo? Well, I already kind of led into Buffalo. Where we're okay, we talking Buffalo, about Gabriel Buffalo Davis. Fan. Fantastic. I would not be concerned about Josh Allen. It's a bad game. Um, it looked like he was fiddling around with his ankle a little bit, so maybe there was a little bit of an injury there. Um, it wasn't I the worst game anything. in the world. He didn't turn the ball over. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like a disastrous game by by any stretch of the imagination. It was just a very, uh, it was a very slow game, very dragged out. It was very boring. It was a very boring game just to kind of watch back. And I was just like, I would be completely okay if I never see a game like this ever again. Old school football. It really was. It really was old school football. Uh, Stephon Diggs did what he does best. Nine for 69. Nice. Nice. Got Cole Beasley, eight receptions for him. Continue to do, does to just do what he does, which is just be be a PPR machine. So 
you know, keep firing up Cole Beasley's to find digs. Not much really to worry about there. Uh, Emmanuel Singletary. Sanders made it. What's that? Emmanuel Sanders made it for the revenge game. Yeah, four fifty-two. Eh, who cares? Um, but the revenge game. It was the, it was an Emmanuel Sanders revenge game. Yeah, and his team lost. So and his team lost. He did not. He did not exactly get his revengeance. Um, no. And Devin Singletary, eleven for seventy-two, six and a half yards per carry. Good stuff. Yep. I forgot that Matt Breida signed for the Bills. He did. He and most certainly he most certainly did. Um, Pittsburgh, Big Ben. Oh, oh, dear Lord. He had a QBR. He had a QBR, Adam, of 28.6. Yeah. And they won the game. Yep. Good God. His quarterback rating was 83.9. Which shows you how bullshit of a stat that is. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Najee Harris did not get anything going in this game at all. Uh, the receivers all over the place. Juju had four receptions on eight targets. Chase Claypool, three receptions on five targets. It going to the blue medical tent to end his day. And then Deontay Johnson, five receptions on 10 targets and a touchdown for him. Uh, looks like Deontay Johnson is the guy for the Steelers in terms of being the number one receiver there, which should not be much of a surprise given we have been ranking Deontay Johnson as a number one all offseason long on this podcast. So good job to us, Adam. And you know, high five. High five. Yeah. 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 Uh, and really shouldn't surprise anybody that Steelers defense, you know, did its thing. Steelers defense is a must start every single week. Do not even bother playing around with streamers, even, even if it's a tough matchup because the Steelers defense just always finds a way to come through. They always find a way. So hold on to them, start them, do what you need to do. I'm the idiot that decided to start the Green Bay Packers defense over the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Do not do what I did. Fuck the Packers. Start the Steelers from now on. Yeah, this 425 uh, block of games is going to be interesting. Yes. Yes, it will. But uh, Zach Wilson had a better QBR than Big Ben, if only by 0.2 points. But, like, still. Uh, by 0.2 is still higher. Still higher. You can you still, not, you you still write not, that. You are not telling any fibs. You can still put it in the headline. You can. You most certainly as hell, can. But you can. You can. You're not telling any fibs. This just in, local 15-year-old has better QBR than Big Ben. <laughs> Even literally, my, my so my dad and I were watching the Jet game, and we were. My dad literally said, "Zach Wilson looks like he's 16." Um, yes, he does, Mister Gasta. Yes, he does. He looks like he's he does look like he's 16. Uh, you should show you should show uh, your father pictures of Zach Wilson at his prom. I I would tell Zach Wilson to grow a beard to look older, but I don't think he knows how to grow a beard. I don't think he can. I don't think. He, yeah, I don't think he can. I do not think he can. Trust me, I look much older with my with my COVID facial growth. I look like I'm 30. Everybody looks older with a beard. It's true. I just look much older. I don't know when I've had this this kind of growth the last time. And I have to say, I do enjoy it. I I do like this look a lot. Eh. I mean, it's nice. It's low maintenance. 
Because you don't have to shave as much. Super low maintenance. Holy shit, is it super low maintenance? Because shaving is annoying. But anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, next game, Chargers at the football team. I mean, the big news about this game, if you want to talk about, let's talk about the football team first, because that, sure. that's where all, a lot of the big news happened is that Fitzpatrick sure. injured with the hip. Mm-hmm. Very, it's a very old man injury, but I'm not going to make any jokes about it because it is. I know you want to. I do want to a little bit, but no, it, he came out Once of this Once a game, jet, always a jet. Came out of this game with a hip injury. Taylor Heineke came in, filled in admirably. You know, admirably, admirably. He threw a, threw a touchdown, only had four incompletions uh, yeah, for 122 solid. yards. Antonio Gibson had a great game. If only he had scored. Um, mm, I don't know if I would say great game. I would put it this way. If I had Antonio Gibson and in full point PPR, he only put up 11.8. I would not be happy. That's true. Well, I'm saying if only, yeah, I guess if he had scored, it would have been a lot better because then that would have bumped it up to 18. Yes, like Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas had a fine game. Three receptions on three targets for 30 yards and a touchdown. That's a fine game because he scored and the tight end position, the bar is just much lower. But like Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin did not have a good game for fantasy for fantasy perspective. So you put If someone told me, hey, your number two wide receiver put up 10.2. I would say, who is this dickhead and why is he not starting for me next week? Yeah. So there you go. But I think the real thing that we need to talk about is what can we expect from the, fo- the football team or the Red Hawks or whatever they're going to be called. The next Armada. Year. They're going to be the Armada, Adam. The Senators. The Armada. It would be funny if they if they were called the Washington Senators. It would be like be the, awful. That'd the be third terrible. the third team in all in all four major sports to be called the Senators, but the Washington Senators. But anyway, but what's the outlook for the football team now that Fitzpatrick might be out for a a considerable amount of time? Um well, we've seen Taylor Heineke perform. We know he's serviceable if not unspectacular obviously you know the 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 main players here are going to take are going to take a bit of a hit so logan thomas might take a little bit of a knock terry mclaurin might get knocked down a few pegs antonio gibson might as well but are they going to be terrible no no i don't think they're gonna be terrible at all i think if there is if there is someone out there that is nervous about the Washington football team because of the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that these three present fantastic by lows right now. Okay. I can see that. I think people are, people are going to get scared as they usually do after week one. And we're going to see a situation where um, people could get somebody at a, at a good low price. I think so as well. I think so as well. And for for the Chargers, Justin Herbert was fine. Austin Eckler was fine. I think there are people that were a little, a little bit surprised that Austin Eckler did not have a single target reception in this game. It was just all groundwork for, for Austin Eckler scored in this game. So definitely helped his line. 
Keenan Allen was Keenan Allen, nine receptions on 13 targets for 100 yards flat. And then Mike Williams, eight receptions, 12 targets, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Contract year, baby. That's right. Contract year. And I want to point this out because I think that this is important to just kind of, you know, throw out there. It looks like Larry Roundtree is going to be the handcuff for Austin Eckler and, I was not, say. and not Justin Jackson. Or Josh Kelly. Or Josh Kelly, yes, who was inactive for yeah. the game entirely. Yeah, well, that, that was what I was going to talk about because I guess now we know. Oh, we know now. We know yeah. now that it is Larry Roundtree. Do what you got to do this week to go out and, and get your Larry Round Larry Roundtree shares, everybody. Yes, there's no D in there. I know I want to say Roundtree, but it's Roundtree. That's what I said. I know, but I'm just saying in general. Naturally, naturally, when you say it, it sounds it sounds like you say Larry Roundtree, like with the D, but you're but you're not. It's not. It, without, but it yep. still sounds like the same sound as it yes. was with the D in it. Yes. So, Bird, you know how the Cowboys wear white at home? Yeah. And you like how the Cowboys were white at home? I do enjoy the Cowboys wearing white at home. Yes. You know what other team wore white at home? The Falcons. Nope. They did. They did. Didn't work out for them. Nope. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This wow. game was a mess. In more ways than one. For Atlanta, it was a mess. We'll get to Philly in a second. Uh, Ridley, Ridley was... has to say nice things about the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be smiling ear to ear for that one. Uh, Calvin Ridley was awful. Matt Ryan was awful. Mike Davis was awful. Kyle Pitts was awful. Wow, who would have thought Kyle Pitts would have been terrible? Who would have thought? Uh, young Way Koo was fine. I mean, everyone needs a little Young Way in their life. Well, he's the only person that actually scored points in this game. True. True. Very true. Everyone needs a little young way in their life. I don't blame him. Russell but, Gage wasn't good, was a bust. If you started him in a deeper league. Yeah. Russell, Russell Gage, two targets, no reception. I mean, sheesh. I mean, you, you, Olamides Achaeus didn't even have a target. So it's just kind of like, you know, fuck. But I mean, better days, I think, are ahead for. For Atlanta, I would expect them to be passing and passing a fair share next week when they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. So fire up Matt Ryan, fire up Calvin Ridley, and fire up Kyle Pitts. Do not fire up Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike Davis looked terrible in this game. He just did 15, only averaging 3.3 yards per carry. There were a couple times. There were a couple times where he was very close to scoring. I think his 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 day would have looked much different if he had found the end zone once. Yeah, but uh, it seems like after this game, Cordero Patterson might get more of a share of the ru- of the rushing attempts because he looked a lot better than Mike Davis did. He did. He did. He definitely offered something more. Um, 
shifty, I guess, something more explosive than than Mike Davis did. I think Mike Davis was just your basic north-south runner, gives you something in the passing game, is more, I think, what Arthur Smith likes in his running backs versus Cordero Patterson that gives you something a little bit more extra athletic, shifty, you know, all that. Yep. Just depends on, on your overall cup of tea, but Arthur Smith is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons and you're not. So that's right. We don't, we don't make these decisions. Okay. I, I, I mean, listen, if we, if we did, if we did make these decisions, we would not have been drafting Kyle Pitts as a top three pick in the NFL draft. So no, for the we Eagles. would be making Logan Paulson our head coach. Correct. Logan Paulson, our offensive coordinator, our tight end coach, offensive coordinator. Logan Paulson, our defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. But Absolutely. Tight ends. Absolutely. He would also be our special teams coordinator. Logan Paulson, general manager. Logan Paulson, owner of the football team. Yeah. That's, yeah. We would just make Logan Paulson's face the team logo. Is there a way that you can use all of your contacts in California or something? All the people that you know, you can get Logan Paulson on this podcast. I will see what I can do. I will. Okay. I will see what I can do on that one. Because that would be pretty cool. Just to tell him what that he's a he's a cult hero to this podcast. Yes. Well, he really is a cult hero for. He really, if we're really going back. Logan Paulson was main was the first cult hero for um, what was the name of that silly program we did? The required radio fantasy the show. Required radio fantasy show. That one. That one. Yeah, yeah that's that's when the, the Logan Paulson love fest first started. Yeah, and then it carried over, and then it carried over, and now we have a team named after him. Yep. All right, Philadelphia. Great game all around for Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts looked really good. He looked fantastic. Two fifty over two fifty yards, three touchdowns, sixty-two yards on the ground. Miles Sanders even looked okay. Yeah, I um, thought Miles Sanders looked really good. Like I wish he would have scored because that would have just made his day even that even better. Like yeah. that much better. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Miles Sanders looked very good. I was I was thoroughly impressed. Even Quez Watkins had yeah. three catches for twenty three yards. Yeah, yeah. And then you Zach start- Ertz, he, Zach Ertz did well, kind of. He had a for a backup tight end. Dallas Goddard scored. Yep, Joe Rieger scored. Devonta Smith scored. Overall, it was a very good day for. The Philadelphia Eagles. Very, very good day. Are you and starting you got- your Eagles like most weeks now? I mean, it's kind of hard for me to say no. I know it might be a little reactionary, but it is really hard for me to say no. Like, because, okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're, they're facing off against the 49ers who are going to be traveling cross-country next week. Then they go to Dallas. Then they host Kansas City. Then they're at Carolina, at home versus Tampa Bay. But then listen to this stretch. 
at Las Vegas, at Detroit, at home versus the Chargers, at Denver, at home versus the Saints, at the Giants, at the Jets, and then they're by week 14 and fantasy playoffs week 15. So I have a question for you. Hopefully I have an answer. We never do this on the show, but we should. Oh, I have a, it's a lineup thing. Oh, with okay. our own lineups. Oh, okay. So my okay. three, my three receivers in our not in our non co-owned league. Yeah. Are Stefan Diggs, Brandon, Ike, and Cortland Sutton, my starting yeah. receivers. Yes. And then I also have Michael Gallup on the bench. who's going to be out for a while. Yeah. Who, I'll pick up somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then I have Joe and Rieger. Yeah. Would it make sense to start Joe and Rieger over like Cortland Sutton next no. week? No. Or Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk, I can, I can understand. For Ayuk more context, I... for more context, I have Chris Carson at flex. And I also have like Miles Gaskin, Javante Williams. You're starting Cortland Sutton because of the whole Judy thing. We'll get to that. I would start Rieger over Ayuk. I would. That's what I was thinking. Because we'll talk about, we'll get to Ayuk in a second. Yeah. But yeah, but the reason <clears throat> wow, excuse me. The only the only reason why we don't really talk about lineup positions on the on the on the podcast is because we only really get to them. We only it's Monday. So it's like I have I haven't even made I haven't even put in a waiver claim yet. No, we have not done that. Let alone think about my lineup for next week. I mean, like, oh, that's a lot. That's a lot of thinking. That's a lot of no. thinking to do to do so far out of advance. Well, even on Fridays, even on Fridays, we don't do lineup decisions for our own team. Well, because very very rarely do I make lineups on Fridays. I have I just have I have a set system. I have a set system that I follow. Well, excuse me, princess. I don't set my lineups normally. My personal lineups. I do not set my personal lineups until Sundays. Okay. I spend the week thinking. I spend the week researching, letting the information marinate in my skull until I can find myself in a comfortable enough position where I can make the call on Sunday. I I do it in terms of drafts, kind of, where like, I would make a lineup on Friday as like a first draft. And then if I, and then just think about it all on Saturday and be like, check out injury reports and stuff like that. And that'll be like the final lineup. Unless something happens, unless something weird happens, surprise and actives. It's surprise and active season. It is surprise and active season. It is. We might, we might get one tonight. From what yeah. I heard. But we'll get there much later. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to another game with a real with talk about surprises. The Bengals and the Vikings. The Bengals beat the Vikings in overtime. Oh wow. What was this game? Yeah. What, what was on this? earth was this game? Justin Jefferson threw a pass, completed a pass. He completed a pass. He completed a pass. Minor, minor miracle. This is your um, yearly reminder that Amir Abdullah and Samaje Piran are still in the NFL. Yep. Yep. Hopefully we'll see the next year. Um, th- this game was just messy. Not, not Lee and L either. This game was 
This game was gross. I will take no slander of Lionel Messi. This game was gross. Um, Kirk Cousins, good. Dalvin Cook, good. Justin Jefferson, hmm, okay. Uh, Adam Thielen was spectacular to the surprise of absolutely nobody. Uh, we have um, some news. Okay. I like news. So here's a word. Uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted this five minutes ago. Okay. With Washington football team quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick set to miss extended time with hip subluxation. Yeah. Uh, the football team has signed Kyle Shermer to the practice squad. Who is Kyle Shermer? He's a quarterback, I assume. Yeah. He's Pat Shermer's son. I, I, yeah. I kind of figured that one. I was like, really? That's a name I've heard. Yeah. The last name I've heard. That is, that isn't, that is a name you have heard. That is, that is the guy. I think he went to, I think he went to Vanderbilt. If I can I would, recall. If well, I can that's recall not, correctly. It's not a great sign. If he was a pitcher and he went to Vanderbilt, I'd be a lot happier, but he's a quarterback and he went to Vanderbilt. So I'm a bit scared. Well, he did play for, um, he did play for the Chiefs. He did. He went to Vanderbilt. Did he play for the Giants or the, he or actually, the Vikings? He actually won a Super Bowl ring with Kansas City. Oh, my God. So This is like David so Carr I believe, Super Bowl ring. I believe, Adam, you should be apologizing and you should be addressing Kyle Shermer by his, by his correct title. Super Bowl winning quarterback Kyle Shermer has signed with the Washington football team on their practice squad. Listen, if Ian Rappaport didn't say Super Bowl champion Kyle Shermer, then I'm not going to. Well, I'm going to text my friend Ian and I'm going to tell him that he needs to be more respectful. Okay. He needs to be way more respectful because Kyle Shermer has won a Super Bowl. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, this game, I, that's kind of, you kind of hit it. So we can move on. Uh, I, I, we didn't talk about Cincinnati. Well, you kind of did. Uh, Joe Burrow, well, okay. So Joe Burrow looked, looked great in his return. Joe Mixon. Was had a stellar game. Yeah, yeah. Joe Mixon looked good. Clearly, Jamar Chase didn't wasn't overthinking too much as far as the drops are concerned. I can confirm that there were no white stripes on the ball, and Jamar Chase did in fact look good. Yeah, Jamar Chase saw the ball just fine. Fuck you, PFT. Yeah, I feel ashamed that I even brought that up. Well. Fuck PFT. Fuck PFT. Um, and is there was there anything else with this game? I mean, T. Higgins scored. Yep, T. Fun. Higgins didn't score. He did score. Tyler Boyd didn't have a good game, though. No. No, which is a little bit of a problem. Tiny bit of a problem. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else in this game that really moved the needle for me, one way or the other, it was, just, it was just a weird game. It was a weird game. It was a very, 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 very strange, odd game to watch, to, 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 to report on. It was very weird. Very, very, very weird. 
Yeah, I mean, it was weirder because it basically went down. You want to talk about going down to the wire. It went as far down to the wire as you could have. To the, to the literal wire. It because went down we, to everything. We could have had an actual tie on our hands, but we, thank God we didn't. We could have had a tie. We almost did. Nobody likes ties. Nope. Nobody likes ties. Nobody likes ties. But, uh, yep. Weird game. Yep. Okay. So, this is the game that we've been teasing for, like, the entire show. Well, one of the games that we've been teasing. It's the 49ers and the Alliance. Oh, for fuck's sake. Surprise and actives. Surprise and actives. Oh, fuck. Brandon Ayuk should have been inactive, but it was not good. Not even a target. Not even a fucking target for Brandon Ayuk. And Trey Sermon was inactive as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, the reasoning from what I have been told is that uh, Brandon Ayuk and Trey Sermon missed curfew. That there were this was not anything injury related that this was actually a curfew that both players missed. So as a result, Kyle Shanahan decided that they both needed to be benched and they were dealt with. So it sucks that it had to play out like it did, but that is the reason from what I understand as to why uh, Brandon Ayuk and Trey Sermon were one was inactive and one was not used in this game. Well, I'm sure that it was probably a math thing. And that's why Brennan and I was active for this game. Like they needed it. Like they, they didn't have enough inactive spots or something Correct. like that. Correct. Like, yeah. Like I think Ike would have been inactive if they had enough room, but they couldn't do it. So they just benched him. It shows, it really goes to show that, NFL teams don't give a shit about your fantasy team. No. Oh, no. They don't care. They don't give a shit. They could care less. I mean, Kyle Shanahan was rolling with two quarterbacks. Yeah. They couldn't care less. No. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan was rolling with two quarterbacks. So and he doesn't give three a touchdowns. shit. He does yeah, not no. give a flying fuck. Um, but, yeah. This game was, uh, it was something. It was something. Fuck Debo Samuel, by the way. Yes, fuck Debo Samuel indeed. Unbel- unbelievable. He de- he he tried his best. He tried his best to fuck me in one survivor. Aaron Rodgers six- was successful in another, but Debo Samuel was trying to just fuck me out of one, and he almost did it. That he dickhead. Took, he took all of the negative energy that we gave him over the offseason. He's like, you know what, Adam and Bird? Here's 189 yards on nine catches and a touchdown. But then when you really need me to get this first down so that way you could be on in your survivor pool. I'm not going to get it. I'm going to fumble. Fuck you. Now, you, know what, Debo, you know what, Debo Samuel? You know how I think about people that don't want to hold on to the ball so they can get their first down and they can win the game? You know, you know what I think about that? I think you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Dickhead. Even if you score absolute a, dickhead. Even if you score a 79 yard touchdown. Even if you score a 79 touchdown. 79 yard 79 yard touchdown. There we go. Language. 
it's 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 hard. It's a hard thing. Um, also, shock among shocks, Raheem Mostert left this game injured. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, is that a surprise? Is that just a massive surprise? Um, I will say, however, <clears throat> please. We'll talk about this on the waiver show. Uh, this is going to be tomorrow. Please go pick up Elijah Mitchell. Do it. Do it. Because it looks like he's going to be the guy even over Sermon. So. Well, it depends on if Sermon misses curfew again. Uh, Elijah Mitchell looked fantastic. He did. He looked great. Pick up Elijah Mitchell. For any other reason other than you're just going to make me happy. Pick him up tomorrow. He should be the number one waiver ad across the board. He probably will be. And if you pick him up and you don't have Raheem Mostert, then you can hold him for ransom. Bingo. Bingo. If you pick him up, if you pick him up, you could probably trade him to Trey Sermon owner who's busy contemplating their life as to why they spent a fourth or fifth round pick on Trey Sermon. And their place in the universe and their place of the 30 bucks that they paid to, to uh, join their fantasy football league. Exactly. Exactly. Please pick up Elijah Mitchell. Uh, as for the Lions, TJ Hawkinson scored in this game. Great. Love to see it. The running backs. The running backs. Woo! That's the story. You hear that, Adam? You yes. hear that, Adam? You hear I that? Do. I do. <laughs> wow. Wow. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, both of them had a, had a day. Both of them. Yep. I mean, okay. We both of them had 25, like at least 25 points. Uh, DeAndre Swift at 24, Jamal Williams at 25. We need to have this conversation now. Are yeah. they both startable? Both. Do we have a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb situation? I don't want to go and be that extreme, but possibly, yeah. I mean, this is so weird. And the 49ers are supposed to have a good defense. A good yeah. running defense. Well, I just think that it came down to who was Jared Goff going to throw the ball to? Which we which we saw the closest, the only the receiver, the best receiver, Khalif Raymond, three catches for 50 yards. The top three receivers were a tight end and both running backs and both running backs. They they look good. No wide receiver. Nobody who was listed as a wide receiver on the on the uh, on the death chart. There you go. Sorry. It's it's okay. The Can English language is hard. It's okay. It, is, it happens. You know, you you stumbled before, so I don't want to hear it. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's the English language is hard. Nobody who is listed as a wide receiver on the depth chart had more than five targets. Oh, except for Trinity Benson, had more than five catches in huh? this game. Who? Who? Trinity Benson is he a receiver? I don't even know. Yes. Yeah, he he's is. a he's a receiver. He is. He is. But most people. The reaction that I had yesterday when uh, I was talking about Trinity Benson at some point, people were just like, who? Who? Isn't he in the Matrix? Trinity who? But, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, the Logan Paulson fan club is going to be one hell of a place this week when we're deciding on who to start between DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. I am very happy that I drafted TJ Hawkinson when I did in our non-co-own league. True, you might need him. Because he, he's been great. I drafted him 84th overall. Oh, there you go. Eighth round. Eighth round. That's good value. That's good value. Good value. That's good value. Um, and I also have Jamal Williams. Yes. Yes, that is. In both that leagues. Is good In both leagues, I have Jamal Williams. Um, so we are up to. What game are we Seattle. up to? Seattle. Seattle. Oh, my God. We got to talk about this game. You know, we don't have to. I mean, we can. Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things. Threw for four touchdowns. Inefficiently, honestly. Well, actually, if actually he threw four touchdowns efficiently because he only had to do it on 18 completions for 254 yards. Mm -hmm. And he had a really, really good game. Chris Carson was all right. Um, But really the big story about this game for the Seahawks is the receivers. Again, Tyler Lockett, four catches for 100 yards, even two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, four catches for 60 yards, one touchdown. Why did, why, 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 why? Why was it a Lockett game? You can't predict these things, Bird. Clearly you can. And next week, next week is going to be a Metcalf game. Well, here's the thing. Lockett only had three good games last year. Oh, so he's, he's approaching his quotas, what you're telling me. Correct. He used one of his good games on in week one. Yes. Pete Carroll's like, here are the three games to justify you being here every single year. And then we're going to shut you down. Got it. Got it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, well, if you started Lockett, congratulations. You one up me for now. Um you started Metcalf. Metcalf got the job done, I guess. But uh, yeah, this really this was another game that was just like, why am I watching it? It was very, it was just very boring. It was very boring. Well, yeah, I mean, Seattle was up by three touchdowns at halftime, or yeah, they were up. It was, by, it was or, one of those was where not it was good. Just like I'm so I was so glad when it was over. They were up 21 to 10 at halftime, but like still like it was, you had a feeling that that was insurmountable for Carson Wentz and the Colts. Yeah. 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 Especially when you knew they couldn't go to the running game where they really wanted to be. Yeah. You, you knew it was done. You knew it was done. And speaking of those Colts, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz things. I don't know. He's fine. He was fine. Nearly, nearly had a, a major injury problem when he got Again. sandwiched, but managed to uh, to walk away unscathed. So that's good. The newly minted Naeem Hines had his average uh, week one pretty good, and now everybody's going to pick him up. Hey Adam, it was this time last year where we, where we where we were saying 
Naeem Hines had three touchdowns. Go pick him up right now. Yep. And where did that get us? Not very far. Um, so bottom, bottom line is week one is reactionary time, people. Do not overreact to week one. Um, what else for, for Indianapolis that, that we are missing? Paris Campbell looked terrible. I'm Only still one tr- catch. I'm really trying to understand the whole Paris Campbell thing. I don't, I, I didn't get it in the offseason. I don't get it now. I know it's like over, I'm over, overreacting maybe. Just he's coming off an injury. He's coming off a serious injury. Coming off a serious injury. It's week one. I still don't understand it personally. Personally, just me speaking, I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, the receivers, I don't know. I guess it's just a matter of Carson Wentz has to throw the ball to someone. True. He, he, he's going to have to throw the ball to somebody. And it's kind of the same thing as with Detroit, where it's everybody but receivers. Correct. And, like, they're, they're going to be the number one options because Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines led the team in targets. They did. And it was Zach Pascal who, with his two touchdowns, that um, really got the ball rolling. Could be. Could be a very, very good sneaky ad, Zach Pascal. Yep. Could be very, very, very sneaky. All right, let's move on to the biannual matchup of teams that I hate or teams that, could, that can go fuck themselves. Either one. <laughs> Yay. Miami and New England. Yeah. This game was uh, another, low, another low scoring affair. It was a. Uh... Yeah, it was um, interesting. Interesting. I thought, I thought Damian Harris and Miles Gaskin both looked excellent. Yep. The, the running backs looked very, very good. I thought Mac Jones had spurts where he was solid. I think Tua, there were some things that he did where I was impressed. Mike Gesicki Mike with a zero was a huge surprise. A yeah. massive, massive surprise. Did not see that coming. Did not see that coming in a million years. Did I think that he was going to have a zero? Uh, Jalen Waddle scored. Yep. Keeping keeping on track with the three rookie receivers who all scored. The three-headed monster, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Jabbar Chase, they all scored. So... Welcome to the NFL, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those one of those games where it was just kind of like you know, whatever was what it was. But um, Brian Flores had a vendetta against tight ends, apparently, because it was my Mike Kosicki didn't do anything, and it was Durham Smythe who's the backup tight end. Whoever the fuck, right, Durham Smythe. Uh, I, yeah. I, Ladies and gentlemen, I am so sorry that I did not inform you to start in Durham Smythe. Well, you wouldn't, you, you probably shouldn't have because you only have one catch for nine yards. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I should, I should have been much more better at my job. I should have said we should have included Durham Smythe on the startup meter. I'm not going, I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else from this game that's worth 
mentioning. I don't, th- I don't think there is. And Nelson Aguilar did well. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar caught uh, Mac Jones's first uh, touchdown pass, and Mac Jones didn't want the ball. I don't know why. It was very weird. Weird guy. Weird guy. Well, then again, then again, he played his college ball for Nick Saban and his pro ball for Bill Belichick. So uh, he's going to be a weird guy. Nick, I'm going to ream my team for not beating Mercer well enough. Saban. Exactly. It's like yeah. it's Darth Sidious and Darth Plagius the Wise. He died in his sleep, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was fun. It was a fun. It was a fun game. Yeah, it was fun. Football is fun. <laughs> well, that's what Nick, Nick Saban gets it from uh, Bill Belichick. Nick Saban gets his weird guyness from Bill Belichick because hundred percent coaching tree. It's the same coaching tree. Yep. And, and they only with, they only are best buddies. They probably only spend every summer together at the cottage. Yes. Well, they only work together with the Cleveland Browns, who we'll be talking about next, where right before they moved to Baltimore. True. True. That is the thing. That is the thing that did happen. Wow, what a game. Yes. Wow, this game was good. Oh my goodness. Yeah, if I was a Chiefs fan, my heart would have been in my ass during the whole game. Do I dare say game of the weekend? It was a good game, though. It was very good. Yeah, this game was good. This game was very good. Uh, Nick Chubb, brilliant. Kareem Hunt, brilliant. Austin Hooper was not bad. If you're looking for tight end help, Austin Hooper could be the guy that you're looking for. Really? Three catches for 27 yards? Bars low for tight Three end. Three catches for 27 yards. Hey. Hey, you know what? There was not much else out there on the tight end waiver market. I mean, if, there, if you had Gerald Everett available, Gerald Everett was out there, Gronk. But other than that, there was not much. The two tight ends that we'll be talking about on waivers tomorrow, I'm sure, will be Gronk if he's if he qualifies for it, which he may not, and Gerald Everett. But other than that, Hooper, Hooper was the guy. Hooper was the guy. Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem like anything else was really going from the passing from a passing perspective for Cleveland. Baker Mayfield threw the ball a lot. Um, he threw for 321 yards, but he didn't throw any touchdowns. Baker Mayfield is not going to. Okay. I want to, I want to rephrase this. I want to be as, as kind as I can while also being as stern as I can. Baker, the Cleveland Browns are not going to win anything as a result of Baker Mayfield throwing the ball. Because he's not good enough. Is that too harsh? It's a little too harsh. You think think that they're going to win something with Baker Mayfield throwing? Well, I'm sure they're going to have to. So I, I'm, te- I'm telling you that they're not going to. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a, a singular game in October. I'm talking about like a meaningful game. Oh, a well, playoff no. game. They will not be winning because of Baker Mayfield's work. Probably not. No. Okay. That, that's what I was talking about. I'm talking about just a random ass game 
against the Texans. Yeah, it's entirely possible Baker Mayfield has 303 next week, and people are saying, oh, okay, Baker Mayfield's back. Like, that's fucking lazy. Well, you know, that's what we are in the media. We're all lazy. We all we, we all are lazy. We all are very reactionary. Yes, because that's what gets the clicks. Anyway, true. Uh, speaking of, I should being, I should put on the uh, on the on the, the title for this episode. Bird thinks Baker Mayfield sucks. Bird thinks Baker Mayfield sucks. And I just have like a instead of the regular logo for the Basement Talk podcast, it should just be your surprised face. There you go. Terrible radio. I apologize. Maybe I'll take a screenshot of it and I'll actually have it as the uh, the cover art for this episode. Who knows? <laughs> that would be something. I would love to see that. It would be truly, truly just something else. But uh, for Kansas City, here's my reactionary thing. Yeah. Travis Kelsey is the best pass catcher in the NFL. Yep. Period. I agree. I agree. And I, I, I'll even build on it. And I'll say... I am so sorry that I've never encouraged people to draft Travis Kelsey in the first round more often. Because if you're, if you're looking for a stone-cold first-round pick that you know is going to just be the guy, that's it. Okay, that's here's, it. An actual, here's an actual reactionary take. I think a case could be made for drafting Travis Kelsey in the top three. Wow. That's a re- see. That's reactionary, just because of the day that Derrick Henry had. You mean you you still even if you take Derrick Henry out of it? Let let let's just say let's 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 play your game, okay. right? You still have Kamara, you still have Dalvin Cook, you still have Christian McCaffrey. There's your three right there. So if you're being reactionary, Devontae Adams is out, Derrick Henry's out, Saquon Barkley's out, Ezekiel Elliott is out. Austin Eckler's probably out. Najee Harris is out. So then, yeah, if we're, we're being reactionary here, Travis Kelsey's the number four player in fantasy. Yeah, but with the whole positional advantage and the fact that Travis Kelsey is consistently good every single week. Good, good. He, consistently he's amazing. consistently great. Consistently incredible every single week. He is something else. I mean, you could draw, oh my I could, God. I could conceivably draft him third overall. You can make the case. You can make the case. I would hear it. For me, I, I you could make the case that you could make the realistic case for me at six or seven. I think I'd hear it. I think I'd hear it. But I'm not. I'm not ruling out Henry yet. I'm not ruling out Devontae Adams yet. No way. And you got to put Tyreek Hill in there too, because Tyreek was Tyreek was exceptional. Yep. And he you was. know what? And and I have to say, I don't, I, I don't know if I told you this. Did I tell you that I have Tyreek Hill somewhere? No. Well, you're in like fifty thousand leagues, so law of averages tells me that you're bound to have him in some in some league. I do have Tyreek Hill. Are you are you surprised? No. Good. Because he's a good player. He he is a very, very, very good player. 
and I love him a lot. Okay. He's a friend. He's a friend. We've, we've, we've mended the fence over the years. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, one thing you got to worry about, I think I worry about a little bit, especially sure. because it directly affects us. Mm-hmm. Clyde. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, hope that's a, um, that's a problem. We will be definitely sending out some trade offs this week with, uh, with Clyde because, uh, yeah, he's a, uh, he's a liability at this, at this, uh, at this stage. I mean, who it's weird because at the time it's like, who could we have drafted instead of Clyde? Because running backs were going so quickly in that draft. We could have gone receiver. Yeah. That's probably what I would have done. If I wasn't there. I would have taken receiver with Clyde there. No, if I, would take I wasn't receiver. if I wasn't there. Oh, if you weren't there. If we didn't own the team together, would you have taken receiver? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay. 100%. Cuz I liked I loved I loved Ridley there. Okay. Ridley Ridley I have over Clyde by like a lot in my overalls. Let me just have a look here. Let me just have a look here. I have Aha. Okay. I have Ridley 17 spots higher than Clyde in just overall draft ranks. Just want to put that out there. Overall draft ranks. I have Ridley 17 spots higher, but we'll make it work. We'll make it work. I'm not not entirely worried about it. And maybe we find someone that'll want to take Clyde. It'll be tough, but maybe it'll take Clyde scoring a touchdown for it to happen. But maybe we should have, uh, should have avoided that, but it's okay. It happens. Yep, it does happen. We can't believe um, we kill each other, Adam. We just won. Yeah, we did win. So let's move on. Let's talk about the Packers and the Saints. Oh God, Bird, please don't do this to me. We're not. We're not picking up Jameis next week. What the fuck was that? I know. That was awful. Like, truly, truly awful. Not a single person showed up that played for the Green Bay Packers. How how bad are they going to be when Aaron Rodgers goes? How bad are they going to be when Aaron Rodgers is still there? They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. But next year, oh my life. Well, they're not going to have Aaron Rodgers and they might not have Devontae Adams. Nope. Oh, they're going to be tanking, tanking. They're going to have Jordan Love. And let me tell you, Jordan Love looked diabolical. He did not look like a professional quarterback. Oh my God. Well, this is what happens when you 
last year you had COVID, didn't get into a you were drafted in the first round. You had COVID. You didn't get into a you didn't get into one game. Yep. And this is your this is your NFL debut. This is your throwing into the deep end moment. In a blowout loss against New Orleans in Jacksonville, somehow. Had they pulled Aaron Rodgers at the start of the fourth quarter, they pulled him. Well, they knew. Week one. I know. Like, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I am throwing hands at Matt LaFleur in practice today. Absolutely. And you could, you could tell that there was it was a little chilly you know that michael phelps face i could feel that i could feel the breeze you know that meme where michael phelps is sitting on the bench he looks like a sith lord hey yes yeah that's aaron rogers it's aaron rogers aaron rogers with the long hair looks like a sith lord man he's going through that's that's the tom brady cycle remember when tom brady had long hair and he was even more insufferable when he was even more handsome, yes. No, when even his face handsome. when his face got even more punchable. Now that it had when it had long hair, you're you're ridiculous. You're absolutely ridiculous. You are obscene. They never won a playoff game. Obscene. I don't think they. I don't think they won anything with long hair, Tom Brady. Obscene, but they ended up winning way more. And Tom Brady, he's become the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. Sorry. Well, I, anyway, I was fine. I, like I, I saw something interesting on my ceiling. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Okay. I wasn't, like I'm you, not interested. Would you like me to repeat that? No. Okay. Just make it. I'll just pick another point on my ceiling to look at. Okay. All right. All right. I got you. Uh, yeah. The Packers. Oh boy. Not, not fun. Nope. No better days are ahead for the Packers though. I wouldn't be too concerned. Um, well, wait, are you concerned about the running backs? No. No? Uh-uh. Nope. No. It's a it's a one-off game. They had to abandon the run. It's a shitty game. We move on. Well, you know, no team has more power than a team that has gone through a, a natural disaster. Um the team that has the most power is the team that employs Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback. What a performance, Jameis. I know. Talk about efficiency. A third I, of his passes went for touchdowns. A third he, of his completions went for touchdowns. A quarter of his, of his attempts went for touchdowns. I love him. 143 yards at five touchdowns. But here's the key. Talk about efficiency. Here's the key. No sacks. Nope. No turnovers. Nope. The bakery nope. is closed. He he looked like a more refined, well-tuned, finished article. Was Drew Brees a system quarterback after all? Uh, Drew Brees may have been may have been a system quarterback. And by the way, Drew Brees on NBC now, that threw me for a whirl. I love it. I, love I hated it. I love Drew Brees. I can't stand the man. Moving on. Yes. Moving on to another team, another team that you don't like. But they lost. 
So it's good for, good for you in the division. Did the Eagles are in first place in the NFC East for now? Because for now. The, the Broncos had their way with the Giants. Oh, here's my, Jerry Judy. Here's my question. Yeah. We'll, Jerry Judy in a second. Should there are Giants fans on Twitter because we're in New York, of course. Mm-hmm. The, you see more of it. Yep. There are Giants fans on Twitter saying that this is like the worst team that they've ever seen from the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any credibility to that? Absolutely not. They're an overreactionary bunch. What else is there? Um, no, this is not the worst Giants team that I've seen. I actually, I, me personally, I thought the Giants defense played particularly well. I just think it's more of we're finally seeing the limitations of Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones absolutely sucks. He fumbled for the 30th time in his career. Yeah. I think he sucks. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think he's really bad. I mean, this is the the average Daniel Jones stat line is 22 completions out of 37 attempts. 270 or 267 yards and a touchdown. That is the Daniel Jones stat line. Boring, uninspiring, no enthusiasm whatsoever. It's gonna be, it, it is really hard to see Daniel Jones finishing out the year as the Giants starter. It's really late, hard. It's late career Eli Manning without the two Super Bowls that Eli Manning brought to the Giants. Right. Without the two Super Bowl coattails that he could just write on. Yes. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, no, bad, bad. Daniel, Daniel Jones, he, he, he sucks. He sucks. Um, Jerry Judy with the high ankle sprain, could have been way worse. Could have been way worse. And he looked unbelievable. They were always throwing, they were always throwing to Jerry Judy. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater loved him. Oh my God. And I was I was watching that. I'm just like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. Jerry Judy getting all the goodies. And then I just saw the injury. I was like, oh, I can't have nice things. Why can't I have what, nice things, Adam? I know. I'll tell you what, though. The, the Broncos yeah. defense looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their defense is very good. Their defense is really, really, really good. Von Miller had two sacks. Um. One of the I forget which one of their corners, but they had a key stop on fourth down, like it yeah. was fourth and goal, and they just knocked the ball right out of Sterling Shepard's hands. Yep. No, the I, I tell you what, the Broncos. I, I give give credit to Vic Fangio. They may not be exciting, but I think this this version of what the Broncos are. I really think that this is a team that could be pushing the playoffs just because they finally have the stability at quarterback. And now it's just about making sure the rest of the team just kind of follows along because for many years it had been that it was the quarterback not following along with the rest of the team already there. But now the quarterback I think is good enough to get the, to get this team to where they want to be, which is being a playoff team. And I think this is a playoff team. Yeah, I definitely think that, that they're challenging for the playoffs. 
Yeah, I don't think this is a division winner necessarily. Because Kansas City can, can this be a wild card team? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. This is gonna be, the AFC is going to be a tough, it's going to be tough for playoff races. Really tough. Really, really, really tough. Because every division basically has three teams. Well, yeah, yeah two yeah. or three teams. Every <laughs> that could be, that could make the playoffs. Yeah. And some teams have, and some divisions have four. Yeah. Well, one division has four. True. True. One does have four. And it's not the AFC East. It is. Mm, Jets make it the playoffs. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Who is it? What division is it then? Oh, it's the, it's the AFC West. You think the Raiders are going to make the playoffs? Absolutely. Up the Raiders. Unbelievable. Up the Raiders. The Jets have a better chance of making the better playoffs. Better than the, the Jets. That's ridiculous. Better than the Jets. Stop oh, it. Oh, if the, Raider, if the Raiders somehow beat the Ravens tonight, you better hide. <laughs> you better hide. Somehow. I, I would be shocked. You better hide. Shocked and appalled. We didn't even play the Raiders yet. We don't play the Raiders this year. That's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Very sad. Would have been a Greg Williams revenge game. Very, very, very sad. Very, very sad. All my homies hate Greg Williams. All my homies hate Greg Williams. Yes. Um, the running backs, the running backs for uh, Denver, it looked pretty even. I mean, but Melvin Gordon just did more with it. Yep. Melvin, well, 70, Melvin Gordon looked good. The 70-yard run really helped. The 70-yard touchdown really helped. Yes. Yeah, it did. It, it, it blew his line wide open. But I, I thought just personally from the eye test, I thought Melvin Gordon looked better than Javante Williams did. Granted, it was game one for Javante Williams, so happens. But me personally, I test suggested that Melvin Gordon looked better than Javante Williams did. But uh, Javante Williams did do well. You yeah, know, what do you have? Forty-five yards rushing, something along those lines. He had, I, I think it was forty-five. Is the is the number that's in my head. Yeah, he had 5.1 fantasy points in PPR. Full point okay. PPR. All right. Not bad. Yeah, because he, he had one catch for negative four yards. Yep. Not Another bad. Another player that we have more receiving yards than. More career receiving yards than. What's up? Woo! <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Sunday night game. Dub Bears going to LA. Bears. Jeez, uh, I, that, that that really hurt. <laughs> yeah, I could barely even hear that. It was so high that the Zoom barely picked it up. Bears. Once again, I feel kind of vindicated in week one for, dra- so. for drafting Matt Stafford and hyping up Matt Stafford all offseason. He looked good. He looked really good. I mean, I was very pissed off. I was very pissed off that it was Cooper Cup and not Robert Woods that was getting all the uh, all the real love. But Robert Woods did score, so that's good. A touchdown that didn't mean a damn thing, but only touchdown nonetheless. They all count for the same. They do all count for the same. And they were talking about how Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup have been spending a ton of time together. 
Well, Robert Woods just had a kid. So I would hope that he's not spending as much time at the facility as maybe Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford are. Robert Woods is busy raising a family. Unbelievable. NBC NBC just, just very conveniently left that point out. Oh, really? Was it Drew Brees that said that? No, no, it wasn't. It was actually Chris Collinsworth. Oh, everybody. I love Chris Collinsworth. How could he do such a thing? Well, Chris Collinsworth is very, is very clearly uninformed. Yeah. Well, also, he's very clearly. Well, he, whatever. He was saying he was talking about the uh, on the Thursday night game. They were on the Thursday night game, right? I barely watched it. I watched Thursday night game. Yeah. But he but it was Alan Chris, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. But he was talking about the uh, the pass interference, and he was saying, oh, that's not pass interference. Yeah, well, he's a, Chris is he a was moron. a receiver. He's a receiver. Yeah, Chris is a moron. He knows. He's biased. He's a receiver. Of course. Of course, and he hates the Cowboys. I don't know why. He played for the Bengals his entire career. He hates the Cowboys. Very clearly. It's very obvious. Okay. Eight, he he. He hates us because he ain't us. That's why. Anyway, uh, the running back situation for both teams is interesting to look at, but for the Rams, even more so. Because well, it's like they traded for Sonny Michelle to not use him. Well, Darrell Henderson looked good. Darrell Henderson looked good. I have to, I have to give him that. Um, I would say continue to hold Sony Michelle for now, but I think the clock on that one is is running a bit thin. Because to only see Sony Michelle get two yards, that's a little concerning. Okay. It is a little concerning. And for DeBears, how long? Is it next week? Can it be next week? Before Justin Fields comes in for Andy Dalton? I said week three. I said week three. So the answer to your question, Adam, is two weeks. Okay. Why would you Why would you have Justin Fields' first start be on the road? Um, fantastic question. I hope it's not. But if, it's gonna, if, it's, if, if I'm going to be right and week three is when it is, then so be it. But. The Chicago Bears fans deserve better. Our well, good listen, friend, our good friend Benny Gable is 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 long suffering. He just yes. wants to see a good quarterback. A good quarterback is not Andy Dalton. I mean, the Bears in their next four games, including this one, yeah, they have two easy teams at home in the Bengals and the Lions. Yep. If he doesn't start starting. Justin Fields in week two against the Bengals makes a lot of sense. But also, I mean, starting him in week four against the Lions also makes a lot more sense. It probably makes more sense to start him in week four at home against Detroit. But Adam, you're going to start Justin Fields next week and take, take us away from an Andy Dalton revenge game? Here do you have one of those. But he's about to have another. Okay. And Andy Dalton hasn't had an Andy Dalton revenge game. The Cowboys played the Bengals last year. Did we play the Bengals? Was that last year? Yeah. 
You don't remember that, was that? last year. That was like a whole thing. Everybody was talking about it. Yeah, that was that was last year. I'm Fuck. really surprised. That was last. I thought that was like two years ago. That was last year. Wow. All right. Well, let's forget that ever happened. Yeah, you weren't. <laughs> it was in Cincinnati. They won thirty to seven. Andy yeah. Dalton threw for 185 yards. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It was, and Amari Cooper had a really good game. Alden Smith had a 78-yard scoop and score. Yep, I do remember that. Wow. Okay. Well, let's fucking forget that ever happened. Ezekiel Elliott was terrible. That rose was... red, violet, to blue. Yeah. Zeke was awful last year. What else is new? Yeah. Brandon, you almost got Brandon Allen put in the garbage time points. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I think it's probably going to be week four. Okay. All right. Um, David Montgomery looked great. The Rams allowed a hundred yard rusher for the first time in forever. So good for David Montgomery. Keep him firing in your lineups. And um, the myth about David Montgomery is wrong. Apparently, apparently he can do well against good defenses. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a guy you got to fire up on all levels. If Tariq Cohen's still going to be out, Tariq Cohen's going to be on the pup list for the next six weeks. Yep. Next five weeks. So Fire up David Montgomery while you can, and he may be a great sell high before Tariq Cohen comes back. He may be a fantastic sell high. Like if someone, if someone, if you, if you own, if you own David Montgomery and someone offered you Ezekiel Elliott for David Montgomery right now, straight up, I would take that. In a heartbeat, I would take. That. I would take that. In I don't think anyone's. Who's going to do that? Heartbeat. Who would even do that? I don't think anybody would do that. I don't know, but that is an offer that could happen given the complete opposite ends of the spectrum of how those two weeks went. Monty looked great. Zeke did not. I mean, you want to talk about reactionary. That would be the most reactionary trade in fantasy football history. It would be. It would be indeed. Um. Do you think that Allen Robinson is going to ha- is going to still do well with Andy Dalton at quarterback? Yes, yes. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was on him for most of the game. I am not worried about Allen Robinson as they one say, bit. Like white on rice. Yeah, I am not worried about it. Not worried about it. Continue to fire up Allen Robinson. He'll be just fine. Well, you're gonna have to start him anyway. But yeah, he he will be just fine, folks. Yeah, I think the one thing about Dave Montgomery is that he just didn't do anything from a receiving standpoint. No. If there's if there's one nitpick, if there's one criticism that you can have for Dave Montgomery's day is that he didn't do anything from the passing game, in the passing game. No, they really left that a lot to Damian Williams, who looked who looked did look very comfortable in the passing game. So that might be the one downside to Montgomery is in half and full PPR. He may not get you those PPR points, which kind of sucks, but um Running the ball, he looked outstanding. He really looked outstanding. And also, it looks like Cole Komet is the guy, as we've been saying all offseason. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. So if he if he's available on your waiver wires, go pick him up. Right. All right. Baltimore and Las Vegas. Yep. Oh, Baltimore. Oh, oh, Baltimore. We haven't even talked about Baltimore. Nope. All of the 
crazy shit. Uh, what a last couple days for Baltimore. Holy crap. So Marcus Peters is on IR, suffered a torn ACL. We already know about what happened to J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Gus Edwards is on IR. He tore Justice Hill is on IR. Their starting running back is probably Tyson Williams because he knows the playbook. But backing him up are Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, yeah. What a team. What a goon squad, a mercenary squad of running backs. Yeah. Yeah. It's um this is an interesting one, isn't it? There, I was seriously on the in the camp of there needs to be some sort of investigation done into how is it humanly possible that the Baltimore Ravens lose three running backs to injuries and lose two players to injury, the same injury, in back-to-back plays. Yep. The fuck. The I think- fuck. I think uh, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Stefanski should be questioned. They should be. They should be questioned for their roles in, in, in these injuries. Our Rooney, Mr. Rooney, did you put snipers at the Ravens camp? <laughs> nope. Never did such a thing. Innocent at all charges. What is wrong with you? But yeah, Le'Veon. Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray, Tyson Williams. Those are your four running backs. I forgot four. Devonta Freeman is, is there. That's what a ridiculous – that's crazy. Yeah, what do you even that. start in that situation? On the – I think they're all going to get their their fair share. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see who is active tonight um, out of that group. But something tells me it's going to be Tyson Williams will get every crack at winning that job. Something tells me that Joe Tessitore is just going to be saying every single name of those running backs like it's a question. Is that Joe? Is that Joe? Is that Joe Tessitore? Who is it? No, it's Steve Levy, Brian. Oh yeah, and uh, Lewis Riddick. That's right. So Steve Levy is going to be saying all the names of the running backs like there are questions. Like, oh, so the handoff goes to Le'Veon Bell. Oh, okay. Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) Yeah, probably. I had that crew is not good. No. Um. But yeah, that's the lay of the land. And you know, fuck, shit sucks. And um, I have gotten a text over the course of the last 20 minutes or so. And uh, the, the report given to me is that it is looking very 50 50 on the Josh Jacobs front as to whether or not Josh Jacobs is going to play tonight. Yes, he was downgraded to questionable. Correct. According to Vic Tifor. Of the athletic. Correct. He was downgraded to questionable, and I'm being told that it is 50-50 as to whether or not Jacobs is going to play. So we will see. We will see. All right. Startometer? Start o Oh, yeah, sure. Startometer. Startometer! Lamar Jackson. 10. Obviously. Yep. Whichever fucking running back is here, who 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 is it? My guess is it's Tyson Williams. He's a seven. He's a good flex play. Because he knows the playbook. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, five. Isn't Rashad Bateman injured too? Yes. Yeah. Rashad Bateman's going to be out for the first month. Ah, uh, geez. That is just awful. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was placed on IR. He underwent groin surgery. Correct. Which sounds really painful. Correct. That injury happened in the preseason. Why would you ever want to do that? Unless you no, have- I would not want to have groin anything. No. Groin no. surgery sounds the worst. Sounds like yes. the worst. Yes. As 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 men, yes. Sounds I like confirm. the worst. Yes. I don't want that. No. I don't want I don't want that. that no. No. None of that. Anyway. <laughs> I can't even. Mark Andrews. 10. 10. Must start. I wish I had already eaten breakfast because now I don't want anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have not eaten. I can't confirm that. And I'm famished. Um, for the Raiders. Derek Ka. Derek Ka. Uh, five. Uh. Well, if Josh Jacobs doesn't play, then you're firing up Kenyon Drake, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be fantastic if, if, if Josh Jacobs maybe doesn't play and it can be Kenyon Drake. But I don't know. Something tells me that Josh Jacobs is going to play and Josh Jacobs would be like a six. Kenyon Drake would be like a three. If it's just Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake is a seven. Well, here's the thing. If you don't have Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs, then you need to do that. Then you need to rectify the situation. Then you're a moron if you if you don't have both. That was silly. That was absolutely silly if you don't have both. Absolutely. Uh, Brian Edwards is a three. I think I really want to see it. Hunter Renfro's a one. Darren Waller's a ten. You're starting Darren me. Waller. Works for me. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow when we do the waiver show. Yep, waiver show. And then uh, Wednesday, you'll get the uh, Cologne show as well. So stay on the the lookout for that. All right. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Castro, and we'll talk to you next time. I do. Bye-bye.